Welcome to Just Charisma, episode 60, and I'm your host, Praden Charisma. Joining me today is Balraj Man. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. That's good. So Balraj is a mortgage broker, and he also does a little bit of consulting, but not as much right now. But yeah. So why don't we talk about how you got into mortgage broking? Broker, brokering, I guess. Mortgage brokering, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a bit of a long story. I'll try to cut it down, and, uh, and we'll try to see how it happens. So... I'm originally from Singapore, uh, okay. I was living in the US, uh, met my wife who is Canadian, at that point we were dating, we got engaged, she was moving back to Canada and I said I'm coming with you of course, so, <laughs> <laughs> makes sense, yeah you follow the girl, you exactly, the girl. <laughs> so I ended up in Canada, she went back to school to do her post back teaching degree, Oh, cool. which is how we found ourselves in Nanaimo. Oh yeah, okay. and so moving from Singapore to Hawaii to Haida Gwaii to Nanaimo and finishing school and all that, we got sick and tired of moving. <laughs> I can get that. <laughs> it's expensive. Like you keep moving, yeah, and applying for PRs and this and that. Um, so we hit Nanaimo. Uh, we thought it was a really cool place, and we hit that age where you know maybe we should make a go of things, settle down, and see what happens. Totally. So at that point, I was still consulting for clients in the U.S. And we started talking to banks. So we went to a couple of different banks and, you know, I'd walk in like, hi, I'm new to Canada. I'm self-employed. Most of my clients are in the U.S. Can I get a mortgage? Yeah. Um, pretty much as soon as I sat in the chair, they basically said, sorry, we can't help you. Uh, maybe come back in a couple of years. Or if you have a massive, massive down payment. Mm. I didn't have that. And Are they looking for like 20% type thing? I think it was even more than that. I think it was like maybe 30, 40%. Oh, wow. Uh, at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's Things still... have changed and yeah. it's a bit different now that I know the industry. So, by chance, we were walking through a mall and we came across a mortgage brokerage company that just opened in Naimo. It was uh, Oceanville Mortgage and Finance. So, we walked in. Uh, met the managing broker, the lead broker, Jose and Nolan, sat down, did a mortgage application. They looked at everything and they said, no, like, you know, we should be able to get you something. You've been here for, I think at that point, was it a year or two? Oh yeah, okay. And so there was some history. Yeah. So through a mortgage broker, I got a mortgage and I met Nolan and Jose and we were just talking about mortgages, talking about business, talking about Nanaimo. And what happened, you know, I was kind of just learning more and more about the industry. Like, so mortgages in Canada, like how long do they last? Oh, you amortize it over 25, 30 years, but basically each term is like three to five years. So every three to five years, you get to renew your mortgage or do something else, change right. lenders, that kind of thing. So I was sitting there and thinking like, ah, oh, so if you do a really good job, people like you 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 know they'll come back so there's repeat business totally yeah because i mean i think the goal of buying houses is to buy a bunch well buy a bunch but also like uh if you trust someone and anytime your mortgage is up for renewal you keep going back to the same person totally three to five years it's good for that guy it's good for you because you feel taken care of and that guy gets business absolutely and then life. yeah then it's good word of mouth all that stuff yeah yeah so i asked him like hey are you hiring more mortgage brokers and he said uh not really but you're kind of an interesting guy so if you go do the mortgage broker licensing exam uh, and you pass, I'll take you on as my first commission broker. Nice. So fast forward three months, I came back like, hey, I passed the exam. And he's like, sweet, let's go. Nice. And so that's how I became a mortgage <laughs> broker. 
So the company that did my mortgage ended up hiring me and I've been there ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how have you been liking it? I enjoy it a lot. Like, um, you're pretty much, I'm still self-employed, even though I represent a company. Right. It's uh, like a subcontractor type thing. Yeah. Like I'm a hundred percent commission. Yeah. And so if I don't work, I don't get paid. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I can, there's flexibility where if I do want to take a Monday off, I can. If I want to work Saturday, Sunday, I can to try and, you know, expand how much I work. For sure. And the potential, earning potential. Yeah. So I like the flexibility and I love helping people get into a home because I remember how stressful it was for me and my wife. <laughs> and if I can make the process not as stressful for other people, I think I've done a good job. Yeah. Which, yeah. That's, no, that's I basically the end of it. Buying a home is super stressful considering like there's so many things you don't think about like lawyer fees, notary fees, like, like it's just like so many like small things that just make like a down payment so much more and like, it's just, it's, it's very overwhelming. (laughs) You got your down payment and then you got your closing costs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then you're just like, wait, what? (laughs) But then, yeah, it's just, it's it's good to have like people like you to kind of work with them and it's just like, okay, well, we'll figure out a way to make this work. You just, you just gotta like you know be open to ideas and yeah. stuff like that and the goal is always to go talk to a mortgage broker or a bank get pre-qualified understand what the whole process is gonna look like for sure from the time you put in an offer on a home right up until you know you take possession of the house yeah and whether it's a purchase refinance renewal you know the, the idea is to always work with someone that can really help you understand everything right okay. yeah and then like so I, like I know you it's kind of hard to justify you know whether you go bank or a mortgage broker but is there like mm. any is there any different bit major differences between the two there are a couple of differences and it's it's kind of a hard question because totally. if you work at a bank you always want to tell people to go to the bank Absolutely. if you're a mortgage broker you want to tell people to go to a mortgage broker it's I a, yeah it's a very biased kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me I always tell people you know like uh, at some point in your life the bank might make more sense uh, at some point, a mortgage broker might make more sense. So it really depends on where you are in your life, what your situation is. Because I've seen, you know, mortgage applications where if you have a really good relationship with your bank, they can do things that a mortgage broker can. Totally. And there's going to be lots of times where if you go to a mortgage broker, they can do things that the bank can't. Like in my situation, when I bought my place. Yeah. Um, so I think it comes down to where you are in your life and who can help you better at that particular moment. So, if someone comes to me and they say, hey, should I go chat with my bank too? I never tell them not to. I totally. say, by all means, go ahead, chat with a bank, chat with another mortgage broker and see who you like best and pick that one. Yeah, because worst case, I mean, worst case scenario is you still have the, or best case scenario, you still have the best offer. Worst yeah. case scenario is just like, they just, it's good to have multiple opinions type thing. And sometimes the best offer is not the best product. Yeah. But, you know, like mortgage brokers, banks, uh, a lot, most of the professionals that I work with, we do want to do what's best for the client. Absolutely, right? And as long as you're comfortable and you trust that person in front of you that they're telling you the right thing, I would say that's how you make a decision when you pick bank or broker. That's really good. Like, that's, that's awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, it's better to definitely go with, it's, that's why I like how you want to build the relationship with the people though. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Like if you want to be in business as a mortgage broker for a long, long time, it's all about the people that you meet every day. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a relationship based business. 
and almost any town that you're in and especially when you're advising on someone buying something so big yeah because it's quite the investment right yeah. <laughs> yeah so if you do something bad to someone once that reputation that word of mouth is going to affect you for the next 20 years of your career 100 percent. yeah and yeah i i would rather always do the right thing and make sure that my reputation is protected absolutely yeah because yeah. If anything, it'll get you more clients. It'll and then all at the same time, the clients you currently have will trust you more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just uh, keep doing the right thing. It, it's really not that hard. Totally. <laughs> so then, what's like? What's kind of like your favorite part about being a mortgage broker? Uh, favorite part of being a mortgage broker, I think first-time home buyers. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, when first-time home buyers get into a home, the level of excitement that they have it's infectious. And so when you meet them and they say, you know, like, oh, thank you so much for all your help. You know, we got into a home and you see the excitement, like you feel it too. And, you know, the other part of mortgage brokering where I think it doesn't get talked about a lot is people who are in trouble financially, you know, for whatever reason, you're sick, you're uh, going through a divorce, you know, you own a home, but you've got all these debts going on. Sometimes if you can find a solution for them, you know, like refinancing, get rid of medical bills, get rid of that, you know, and just relieve all that stress. Uh, that's another avenue where it's very, very rewarding. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I could definitely see like the appreciation being a first time home buyer or like, you know, someone who's kind of struggling financially and you're able to kind of help them, you know, reach a goal that they've probably been striving for for quite some time. Yeah, um, you, you literally see the weight lift off their yeah. shoulders. Like, uh, it's night and day. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. Like, there's no, like, the stress of, like, I have a place to live and I don't have to stress about, you know, whether you're going to get kicked out at the end yeah. of the lease or, you know, whatever the situation may be. At least they have some place to go call and call home. Yeah, and having a home is important. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, like, you and I were talking before, you work, you basically work seven days a week. Yes. Uh, do you find that stressful at all? Um, it's something I'm used to. Yeah. I've been working for myself for a long time and even my previous job before I became sort of an independent consultant and then eventually a mortgage broker, the job kind of, it was a Monday to Friday job, but there was always more work that needed to be finished on Saturday and Sunday. Oh yeah. Okay. So I kind of just <laughs> fell into the routine that every day was a work day and I've been doing it since 2010. Oh wow, okay, so like a decade now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's good and bad. Totally. Um, you know, you definitely have to make sure you set time aside for things that are not work. Yeah, like I guess like family and yeah. actually like enjoying yourself so you're not just, yeah. you know, just all about work. Yeah, and the one part that I neglected a lot when I was working seven days a week was health, right? Oh yeah, okay. I never really took care of myself. And a um, couple of years ago, I got pretty sick. Okay. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, another long story, but to make it short, uh, I had like this massive blood clot that showed up. Oh. Uh, I had to go, you know, for two surgeries, get it taken care of. I was on blood thinners for a while. And I think stress and not taking care of myself had a really, really big part in that. Totally. But now everything's taken care of. And even though I work seven days a week, during those seven days, I still find time to spend time with family, rest, relax. So I'm available for my clients seven days a week, but it doesn't mean that I'm pushing myself every right. day for like 15, 18 hours. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So then, uh, 
What are you finding that kind of, kind of helps you keep like stress free and all that stuff? Mm. I like staying at home. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Uh, me and my wife are both homebodies. I think our favorite thing to do is sit on the couch, put on a good movie, uh, cook something really delicious, and hang out with under blankets or whatever. Nice. And I like hanging out with friends, you know, just a quiet beer at the bar, yeah. that sort of thing, hang out at a buddy's house. Uh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, you're finding things that kind of you kind of just forget about work for a bit and yeah. that way because uh, yeah i find when you don't think about work life's a lot less stressful yeah and because we're out sort of socializing networking yeah every day my rest is always a quiet space yeah no i definitely can understand that why being a homebody is so much nicer because it's just like you don't have that constant to be you don't have to constantly be like saying hey how you doing like introducing yourself <laughs> meeting people and then like it's not bad like i like meeting people oh, we, and yeah. i can talk to anybody anytime anywhere totally. like, i love meeting and talking to people um but it's all about balance in life so yeah you can't be switched on and happy all the time or chitty chatty you, you need your quiet time as well for sure yeah, yeah. there's uh, definitely been a lot of times like i've been really appreciating like when all the guys and everyone's at work right now since i'm on, on leave right now and it's just like i can just like take a deep breath and it's just like <laughs> it's quiet and it's super nice yeah that's cool um so then yeah uh i guess being a mortgage broker how many clients do you see throughout i guess uh, we'll say a week Depends on the time of year, okay. um, and it depends on how busy you are as a mortgage broker. I've been in the business for two years, yeah, just about two years full time, okay. and so a more experienced mortgage broker with you know maybe seven, eight, ten years in the business might see upwards of 10, 15 clients a week, sometimes even more. Wow. Uh, the guys starting out, if you can see maybe three to five solid clients a week uh that's a really really good number and that's kind of where i am right now that's awesome yeah where do you find summers are more busy than like guess winters and stuff like that or is it just has does it change i guess depending there, on the market there is a seasonality that's quite typical in real estate like the spring market's always the busiest time of year okay uh, a period of summer as well towards the end and so it kind of does like a, a yeah, double like dip a roller every coaster. year. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, winter's usually quiet. This winter was a bit busier than usual. And I think it's just uh, some lag from the downturn. Not necessarily downturn, but uh, 2019 was kind of a quiet year for mortgages in the winter period. Right. Like really quiet. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. You can kind of relax a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, but when you're commissioned, you gotta pay the bills. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you gotta pay those bills. Yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, I guess. So then, what's kind of like the hardest part about being a mortgage broker? Hardest part about being a mortgage broker is uh, probably the fact that you can't always depend on a steady income. Mm, okay. So being commission based, uh, if you don't have like a solid pipeline of clients then you might hit a few months or a few weeks where there's no paycheck. Which, so you always want to be careful. And for sure. Even though it is seasonal, so you're going to make more money at certain times of the year. You've got to put some aside, so in the slower months you're okay. Yeah, so it kind of all yeah. balances out. Yeah. It's kind of like hydro in the winter and summer, yeah. where you use more in the winter, less in the yeah. summer. 
So yeah, the irregularity of the paycheck is probably the hardest part about it. But if you kind of grow your business to a point where you know what you're gonna get, or you can plan and forecast what you're gonna earn, right? And then you then can kind of just be okay. That's cool. So yeah. You kind of project spending, savings, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a one-year budget for myself at all times. I know exactly what I'm gonna spend, and I know how much I need to make to get there. That's cool. I like Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> no, no. So then I guess with being a mortgage broker, you kind of have to do like, you must have to pay for your own advertising, your own yeah. stuff like that. So I guess, did you have to learn any advertising and anything like that? Or Yeah. yeah. Um, when I started, I think not everyone kind of goes the route that I go. And it's probably a better idea if you have the resources to pay experts to do what they're good at. Right. Uh, when I started, I just went headfirst into everything. I wanted to manage every aspect of my business from building the website, designing my creatives, what I was going to put up on social media. Totally. Um, and, you know, Facebook advertising. I had to figure it all out by myself. Uh, I mean, looking, it, it's, it's good. good. Yeah, like yeah. I was going to say, like, it's a good skill to learn. And then especially, like, when you, if you, if you ever decide to, like, find someone to kind of help you with it, yeah. you at least have that general knowledge that you can be like, no, I don't like this or yeah. actually I didn't know this, but this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have an appreciation for people who are really, really good at doing websites and generating business off Facebook and Google. The sales funnels. Yeah. Because yeah. it is time consuming um, and it's very, very hard. Yeah. So, I can imagine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably hard to get someone to click on a, a mortgage broker ad when sometimes <laughs> they're like, I don't even know if I need a house, but sure. Yeah. Like, it's really easy to put an ad up. Yeah. But the hard part is actually getting someone to click on it totally. and go to your website or go to whatever link you have for them to get in touch with you. Absolutely. That's yeah. the hard part. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, I get that. I think I would imagine that's where word of mouth kind of more is more beneficial in terms than advertising because then they're just like, here's his number. Yeah. Call this person. Word of mouth has probably been my bigger source of business. Yeah. In my first two years. That's awesome. More so than online stuff. <laughs> and I've, I figured that out pretty quick where I could have a nice website, but if I couldn't get people to go there, uh, yeah, totally like, for nothing. Yeah. Then you're just, you know, you're paying to have it online yeah. for no reason. No, it makes so sense. Then I went around and did like uh, networking, business networking, social networking, just went around town, met as many people as I could try to make human connections. And you know, if they felt like anybody needed a mortgage, that might be a good fit for me to just send them my way. Totally. So, yeah, yeah. You're not like pressuring them to like say buy a house. You're just like, yeah, if you're ever in need or, you know, someone yeah. just, here's like my card and <laughs> here you go. I am a no pressure salesperson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the, I think that's what people would probably like about you is they don't feel stressed to like, yeah. they don't feel the stress of like, oh, I need to use this person. Or they can go talk to you and then they can walk away thinking like that was a really like generic relaxing conversation like there's no stress and that's the thing about a mortgage broker like the industry came about and has become more and more sophisticated over the last few years what we do is we provide choice totally and so any interaction with a mortgage broker should never you should never feel like you're being trapped to use their services yeah yeah it's no obligation any advice that we give is free so just sitting down for an hour and talking to a mortgage broker and picking his brain doesn't cost you anything. And at the end of the day, you know, if you feel like he has the best option for you, go and work he, with him. Exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't have what fits with what you're looking for, then go chat with someone else. But 
choice is the most important thing. Totally. Yeah. That's cool. Well, Balraj, this is part of the show called The Motivational Moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how would you describe your passion in five words or less? My passion... Uh, I'm primarily driven by love and okay. just uh, good things in life, like, you know, being good. So five words or less, uh, be good and work hard. Okay. That's, that's kind of one that's been in my head recently. So like why those four words? Uh, I came across this piece of art or a print somewhere that said, uh, you know, like be ni- work hard and be nice to people. And I kind of shortened it to just uh, be good and work hard because it's a, it's a very simple thing to say, but it's really hard to do. You're right. And if you can just keep reminding yourself every day why you're here, why you're in your profession, what are your goals, what are your ambitions, and if you can just always be nice to people and work hard, work honest, everything will be okay. You know? Totally. Yeah, like it'll uh, it'll come full circle. Like it does. Because then it's also like the good karma yeah, aspect, I right? Yeah, I believe in good karma a lot. Yeah, <laughs> totally. The more good you put out, the more it comes back. Absolutely, yeah. and like you know, then if like when the weird coincidental things happen, you're like, I like you feel like it's just good karma, and you're just like, and it only, if anything, it's just like paying it forward. Yeah. So you kind of get more motivated to keep doing it. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. <laughs> so then. What what advice would you give for someone wanting to be a mortgage broker? Someone wanting to be a mortgage broker. Mm, It's a profession that... I don't know if too many people think about being a mortgage broker, but I have talked to a few who have kind of considered it. Okay. They might have been from banks or other industries that have worked with mortgages on some level. Right. And they hear about the earning potential of a mortgage broker, but it takes a lot of hard work to get to that point. And I'm still in the grind trying to get to that point. Yeah, because you got to build the clientele, the reputation, and then, you know, you also are competing against banks, other mortgage brokers, not even just, you know, mortgage brokers you work with because, you know, they're colleagues, but, you know, they're also out there competing as well so totally yeah it's a it's a very competitive setting uh there is education behind it you do have to go take a course at ubc to get licensed okay so there's an educational component that you have to pass um and then you have to go find a brokerage that'll that you can plug into yeah and a lot of what you learn from the educational component is not what uh will make you successful it'll teach you a lot of the, you know, the legal stuff, the, the ethics stuff, the finance stuff, the laws, the, the anything like that. But yeah. To actually run a business as a self-employed person, you know, it's marketing, advertising, generating leads. Um, and because we have so many lenders that we can choose from, there's so many different policies and rates and yeah, it's, it's a lot <laughs> to fit into your head all at once. Totally. And... When I first started, you know, you can go six, seven months without getting a single paycheck. Yeah, and like that's, so, that's scary, right? <laughs> it is like, very scary. Yeah, because then you just, you never know, like, what uh, an unforeseen expense could come yeah. at you. Like, for all you know, a tire's going to blow or, like, something in your car goes. Or you get a blood clot. Yeah, exactly, right? Surgery. Exactly. <laughs> like, you just see these 
crazy things that you're just like not ready for. And so I'd say if you want to be a mortgage broker, make sure you can live. And I think uh, there's a pretty famous mortgage broker in Canada. He, he wrote a series of books called Be the Better Broker. Okay. His name's uh, Dustin Woodhouse. And I think I read his books just as I was becoming a broker. And he said, if you can afford, I think it was something like this, like make sure you have your finances taken care of for a year. Before okay. you even think about being a mortgage broker. So make sure you can pay your rent, your food, your yeah. bills, and then maybe jump into being a mortgage broker. If you don't have a lot saved, if you don't have a supportive family around you or, you know, because having a large social network does not automatically translate into being a really successful mortgage broker. No, it just means you, you follow a lot of people or they follow you or yeah. blah, blah, blah. It doesn't mean they're going to you know, use your services exactly. as a broker. They might like you as a person, but they might not want to do their mortgage with you. Yeah. Totally. And, yeah. Well, so yeah, have a lot of money in the bank and be prepared to go a while without a paycheck. Yeah, that makes sense yeah. considering it's, it'll probably take you three, four months before you get your first client. Sometimes. Some Depending. guys just jump in and yeah, they're and just, just like rock stars and they've got 10 mortgages in the first month. Yeah. Um, but I'd say you probably want to try and make it through the first two years and then you kind of know, all right, this can be a career now. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... Uh, that's good to have like a bunch of you know financial stability and everything and yeah I'm sure it's quite the uh, emotional stress as it is like <laughs> on you as well like you know when you're thinking like you know, go three four months without a check yeah but coming from a, a sort of independent contractor background I was used to it yeah so, so it, was, it wasn't a big adjustment for me but if you're, if you're used to a steady take, paycheck every two weeks or every month yeah it could be a big shock for you for sure yeah Oh, that's cool. Um, so, like, what, you want to talk about the market that much? The, the market? Yeah, the housing market. The housing market? market. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's been interesting, like, yeah. to say the least. It's it's definitely expensive. For sure. Um, I've, I definitely, as I've grown up in Anaimo, I've watched the houses, house, the cost of houses just go up, 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 up. Yeah. Except for, like, that crash in, I think, 2008. Yeah. It was, like, that was, like, the biggest, the big crazy thing, but then... That, that was felt globally, yeah. Yeah. What happened in the U.S. and yeah. yeah. So I mean, like really, like after that, I've you know houses may drop a little bit here and there, but it's at the end of the you know year, it's still year over year going up and yeah. up. I think real estate over time just always goes up. Totally. Um, I think Nanaimo. I don't quote me on this because the number could be a bit off. When I first moved here, I kind of, before I became a broker and because I'm a numbers guy, I'm analytical, I went online and I downloaded data on the, the Vancouver Island Real Estate Board. Okay. And I analyzed like 30 years of data for housing prices in Nanaimo and Parksville Qualicum. Okay. And I think if you do like a, a long-term average, it's probably between 5 and 7% appreciation year over year. Oh. So if you time it right, you know, you can do really well. If you hold it long term, you're always going to be okay. Where it gets tricky is if you're trying to buy something and flip it in a year. That's where, you know. That, yeah, totally. Because yeah. that's where it might make or break depending on like, I guess. Yeah. Ho housing is definitely uh, expensive. Yeah. Uh, maybe some say it is priced right. But I think it I, depends on the person who really are financing yeah. and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but it is... I, I see it become more and more challenging for young first-time home buyers to get into the market. Yeah, especially yeah. like with that uh, the first-time home buyers thing. It only applies for houses under five hundred thousand yeah. dollars, which most houses it's you're far and few between. Like, you're gonna, 
Yeah, so... The incentive is there to help certain markets. I think Nanaimo doesn't really fall into that market right now. No, especially with how big Nanaimo's becoming. Yeah. It's definitely a bigger city than it was 10 years ago, and I can only imagine how much bigger it's going to get in another 10. Yeah, I think I saw recently it's still in positive growth year yeah, over year. I believe it. Yeah. Considering, like, all the new houses going up in Lanceville, and then there's just new, like... There's subdivisions everywhere. Sub- yeah, there's just new <laughs> subdivisions going up everywhere you look. So yeah. it's definitely, like, I can understand year over year. No, it's it's hard. Like, uh, you know, if the average price of a home is about five five fifty, and you're putting down a 5% down payment, That's you know, like, I think your household income needs to be around 100, 110 yeah thousand a year totally and that's with no or very very little debt yeah exactly so So it's not against you yeah yeah so i think you think about the median income in nanaimo and you think about the kind of jobs that are available it's 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 hard it's totally hard yeah because i mean like we were talking earlier like you can go to school for four years not be able to find a job in your field and you can go back if you want to school or you can most places like We'll just you'll have to start working like retail or minimum wage and stuff like that. Yeah, but we're talking about people moving to Nanaimo, and that's kind of what excites me about the city. I, I know prices are kind of high right now, but with more interest in the city, more people moving here. What I'm hoping is that you know a lot of these good-paying middle-income jobs come to the city too. Yeah. Maybe you know larger companies come here, they start hiring. You know, there's there's a, there's a lot of interest in Vancouver Island. Totally. And if the industry moves here then it supports the population then everything kind of makes sense yeah so that's sort of the next step that we're waiting for i think in those more middle income jobs or yeah yeah you know that foot ferry yeah. comes in and maybe hopefully that changes things infrastructure investment you know the downtown core that's definitely something that i'm excited about i know there's a lot of good organizations in town who are working towards you know, making it a better place. Totally, yeah. It's uh, I definitely really enjoy Nanaimo as a person. Like, I just love the city. There's so much to do. Yeah. And it's nice to see it grow. And it would be nice to see, I guess, like, people be more successful. Like, just financially, so it's not always struggling, struggling. Yeah. The jobs are, are a big part of it. And Nanaimo is an awesome city. One of the things that we really loved about it was accessibility you know like the airport's right there yeah vancouver's right there yeah. you've got two ferries uh we have a costco yeah like literally <laughs> which is very important for me oh, i love costco <laughs> I, I think i'm at that adult age where you get excited for costco yeah. and it's like there's just so much to get I'll, I'll throw a plug in for a kirkland brand toilet paper oh my it's gosh lifesaver yeah it comes with like 30 rolls for like 10 bucks and it's just, that's my number one reason for having a costco membership i don't blame you yeah we we have i think yeah there's like five of us in this house so we need to, we need costco toilet paper yeah yeah i love it yeah it's definitely great there's i definitely i'm excited do you uh do you only see the housing going up in nanaimo as the years go or do you think it's going to kind of like level out for um, a bit I, I think we've seen a bit of stabilization in the last year okay because we had those two three years where it jumped double digits yeah and that just can't happen over time you know there's always going to be a period of cooling and i think that's what's happening in the last year we might see a bit of cooling this year maybe not in whether it's from a demand perspective or a price perspective i think things are going to stay pretty level right now 
beyond that, who knows? There's so much happening in the world right now yeah. that it's hard to try to predict anything. Totally. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. You got viruses, you got, yeah. you know, political situations. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and it's been, like, the first month of 2020, like... Yeah, is it? Oh, my God. Yeah, like, it's, like February, it's February now. now. <laughs> we just got through the first month, okay? Like it's only the worst. Hopefully, that was the worst of the year. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Like, uh, I'm, I'm excited for 2020. I'm excited for Nanaimo. I'm excited for uh, my job. I'm just... Totally. I'm trying to have a really positive outlook in life. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely think positivity is the way to go. And yeah, as long as yeah, you can yeah. see the light in any situation, I yeah. think it'll make whatever it is a little easier. Yeah, I'm. I'm usually quite a monotone. Well, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, very. I wouldn't say I'm a pessimistic person, but I'm a realist. Like I always have a very totally sort of straight line look on life. And uh, my wife is a very very happy person, full of love and she helps me see light in things that I don't normally see. That's good. Yeah, kind of so like works work well together. Oh, that's a good balance. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, any advice for someone looking to buy a house, whether it be their first time or I guess, I guess probably mostly for first time home buyers. Mm, whether it's a first time home buyer or your second time, whatever it is to do with mortgage financing, I'd say, make sure the right professionals are in your corner okay. you know from the realtor to the mortgage broker to the lawyer to the home inspector if you can have a really good team with you every step of the way uh, the process a will be not so stressful and you'll know that the advice that you're getting is helping you make a really really good decision because it is one of the biggest things you'll do in your life totally and you want to make sure that you're there's no regrets you don't want to buy a house and move in and be why did i do that totally why yeah. did i spend that much why did i why are we you know yeah if you don't want to go you don't want to buy a house with any buyer's remorse yeah you can like, return a playstation you exactly <laughs> right yeah you cannot return a house yeah so I, I think make sure you have the right professionals in your corner who have your best interest at heart yeah okay and, yeah. smart that's very smart yeah mm. definitely take your time finding everyone that you feel is the right situation right for you yeah don't don't rush so don't even rush buying a house no like look at every house that you can <laughs> yeah and i think uh, a lot of realtors out there are like that they're happy enough to you know show you as many houses as you need yeah because they want to make sure you're happy too because they're also looking for that lifetime client exactly right and yeah. if you walk away super happy, you're way more likely to recommend this person than mm -hmm. not, right? Yeah. That's Relationships. Really cool. It's all about relationships. Yeah. Being, be, doing the right thing by people. Yeah. It's, I've always thought this world is it's not what you know. I mean, it is to a degree, but it's a lot of who you know. Yeah. And, and I, if I, who you know are good people, then exactly. just the good grows, right? Exactly. And that's why I like... That's what I like about the world, because I like meeting people. I like yeah. meeting good people and all that stuff. So Yeah, and Naim was kind of funny, too. When I first moved here, I didn't think I would meet a lot of interesting people from other parts of the world. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot of interesting people in Nanaimo. From <laughs> uh, people born and raised here, from people who moved here from other parts of Canada, other parts of the world. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many different stories and, and personalities and characters and... Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's a very dynamic city and totally. I like it. There, there is this multiculturalism or 
whatever's going on and yeah, you can always have an interesting conversation somewhere i believe it that's yeah because yeah. there's definitely yeah there's always someone you can think of that's done something way different than what you've done everyone's got such a way more unique story to tell yeah well, well that's what brings us together i think totally you know just stories and food I love of course food. Yeah. yeah you can never have enough <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's what i tell myself too. <laughs> Well, Balraj, I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you very much. Um, where can the people find you? Uh, where you can find me. I'm mostly online. I have a Facebook page. Yeah, you can find me there. Uh, I have a website, www.themortgageman.ca. That's man with two A's. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, really. Perfect. Yeah, I'll uh, make sure like your Instagram's on there and everything like that awesome. and all that stuff. If you like the episode, hit that subscribe button. Um, check out the other videos. You can find me at Just Charisma on pretty much everything. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you. <laughs>